Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. Thank you that you hear our prayers this morning, Lord. Yeah, Lord, and we, we commit to you the conflict happening around Israel right now, Lord. And we, we thank you, Lord, that every, in every moment of chaos and every moment of great crisis is an opportunity for you to do a great miracle. And we trust, Lord, you would do great miracles in that place right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would that your church will arise, Lord, that the body of Christ in that area would arise up, Lord. We pray, Lord, that, that your kingdom would come in the midst of the, of the chaos, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And we pray that you would hover over that nation, over the surrounding nations with your presence and with your peace and with your love in the way that will transform many, many lives, God. In the name of Jesus, let your kingdom, let your kingdom come. Lord, and we, we entrust the team in India to you, Lord. We thank you for the miracles that you are doing, the doors that you are opening. We thank, you, thank you for so many testimonies, Lord, of, of people being healed and people experiencing you, Lord. And I thank you that, yeah, that, that we can ask that you would continue to go before them, Lord, that you protect them and we, can, we commit them to your grace again. Let your um, glory be revealed in their midst, Lord. In the name of Jesus. And everybody says, Amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Thanks so much. Let's keep praying. Amen. During the week, let's keep praying for those. Such a blessing to share the word this morning. And uh, you know, we've. Sure, I, it's, I, I don't get worked up over a sport, to be honest. I don't really do that, except if it's my kids. <laughs> anyway, that's a different story. But um, So, yeah, yesterday the Pratiyas had it easy on us. They, they made it easy for us, and we weren't stressed about that game, but I can't say the same for the Springboks the last two weeks. Hallelujah. Anyway. <laughs> but we are here, praise the Lord. Okay, so um, Emily is our youngest. She's uh, turning eight scary thought, but in any case, that um, she loves a good joke from time to time, you know, and she, and it's one of those interesting things, when your kids bring stuff from school, they pick up things people say, and sometimes it's not pleasant, but sometimes they bring jokes from school, I don't know where she finds these jokes, but in any case, so the other day she asked me, I think this is safe for the pulpit, all right, so the, the question is, what time is it? when you can smell the breath of the lion. When Afrikaans, it will be, how late is it? You know, how late is it? When you can smell the lion's breath, it's too late. If you're wondering. David reckons it's dinner time. Yeah, when it's, uh <laughs> anyway, hallelujah. She, she loves a good joke, and um, apparently she's not, shy, she's not shy to share them in class or with the, one of her friend's dad told us the other day they were driving somewhere and she was driving with him. 
And she told him this long joke. <laughs> Not sure. Anyway, what a blessing. So we enjoy a good joke uh, with the kids now and again. Um, they just roll their eyes when I start pulling out the dad jokes, eh? especially Abby. Emily still laughs. She still laughs, but Abby, she's like, no, it's not good. Any case, so what a privilege. Uh, hallelujah. So let's focus on the word. We, uh, we've been looking at us, us as believers being channels of the grace of God in wherever he puts us receiving his grace receiving his love and his mercy but that it doesn't end with us amen that it that we are channels of his grace and his love and his glory and his presence um let's just pray as we get into this word father we thank you for your presence right now right here in this place lord thank you that you know every single soul here you know us better than we know ourselves lord and you know what's going on in our hearts and you know our fears and you know our dreams and this morning i pray that you would minister to every single one of us but that you also speak to us as a church family lord that you would inspire us that you would encourage us lord and that you would transform us to be more like christ in jesus name amen <coughs> okay so we've been looking at how we are called to be salt and light remember last week we looked at let's just look at this verse again Second Corinthians 4. Let's read it out of the Amplified. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, is the one who has shone in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory and majesty of God, clearly revealed in the face of Christ. He has let that shine in us. But we have this precious treasure, which is the knowledge of of the glory of God, I mean, this treasure, the good news about salvation, in unworthy earthen vessels of human frailty, so that the grandeur and the surpassing greatness of the power will not will be shown to be from God, from His sufficiency, and not, and not from ourselves. So remember, we spoke about how this glory, this beautiful treasure that we have, is is in. We are frail vessels, right? We are cracked and broken and imperfect. So that the glory of Christ may be revealed in us. Amen. And, um, and we remember we spoke about how we can't believe everything we think. Okay. And how we need to align our thoughts with what God says. And how we need to um, pr 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 pronounce and proclaim the truth of Scripture over our lives, over ourselves, over our circumstance, over our, wherever we go. And, uh, and part of that was the truth that we are salt and light. If you're a believer, then the, you are the salt of the earth and the light, the light of the world. And this is not a, this is not a, something that where Jesus says you will become, or maybe one day, when you if you're a believer, this is this is the truth about who you are. You are salt and light. Um, and um, thinking about this week, I was listening to, I just heard a snippet of Joyce Meyer. Uh, old, old, older lady already, but she's very bold in the way she preaches the word. And she, and she was going on about how, uh, you know, one of the ways that you can tell if you are becoming mature or maturing as a believer is when you learn to do, how did she put it? When you, when you learn to do the, the right thing, even when it feels wrong. When you do the right thing, 
the godly thing, even when it feels completely wrong, when it feels goes completely against what you feel is right or what you feel is acceptable or what you feel is fair or just or all of those things. When you're doing the, when you do the godly thing, even when it when it's hard, <coughs> when you and I, I really believe it's in those moments that Christ is revealed. Where I in a in a difficult situation in your workplace where you somebody has been unfair against you or maybe have accused you of whatever has has done all the right thing the things that would make you mad at them and upset and offended when you're still able to love and give grace and forgive. That's hard, right? <coughs> Excuse me. That's really hard. But that is when Christ is revealed. Because those fruits, those, those, those fruits that become visible in, when we are squeezed, that's what that reveals the, the glory of Christ in us, the hope of glory. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Amen? And uh, when we are vulnerable, remember when we said when we are vulnerable, when we are real about our failings and our weaknesses, but we are able to be godly even in the midst of that. That's when he is really glorified. Okay. And then, um, yeah, so I want to really encourage you, if you missed out on some of that, please make a habit of of speaking the truth of God over your own life. Even if you have to, even if you have to stand in the front of the mirror and, st and just quote scripture over yourself every morning, that's a great start. Um, just to receive what God says about you. I mean, what God says about your children, about your family, about your situation. Speak it out. There's life. There's creative life that happens when we proclaim, when we speak the word. Amen? There's one, one there. I mean, I'll take that one. All right, good stuff. Okay, so this morning, I want us to continue a little bit in that vein um, of being salt and light. <coughs> and uh, let's look at... Um, Luke chapter 5. It's a well-known account of the healing. Let's read it quickly. <coughs> um, Luke 5. In the one, on one of those days, as he was teaching, Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there, who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was with him to heal. And behold, some men were bringing on a bed a man who was paralyzed. And they were seeking to bring him in and lay him before Jesus. Some good friends. We, need, we all need those. I mean. But finding no way to bring him in, because of the crowd, they went up on the roof. And they let him down with his bed through the tiles into the midst before Jesus. And this is interesting, this next one. And when he saw their faith. He's not talking about the guy that's in trouble. The guy that needs healing. He's talking about the people that brought him there. When he saw their faith, he said, man, your sins are forgiven you. And he goes on, and the scribes and the Pharisees began to question, saying, who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? He was a 
tip there for them. And he goes, when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered them, why do you question in your hearts which is easier? Thanks, Andrew Basil. Appreciate that. Let's go on. Um, when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered them, Why do you question in your hearts which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Rise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man, he said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, Rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And immediately he rose up before them and picked up what he had been lying on and went home glorifying God. And amazement seized them all, and they glorified God and were filled with awe, saying, We have seen extraordinary things today. Hallelujah. And I was so encouraged reading this again, because it talks about the faith of the people that brought their friend. They did not heal him that day, and they did not forgive his sins, and they did not earn salvation for him, but they had faith that he could be healed. And they had faith that he, if he met Jesus Christ, that he would be changed. Amen? And just as we heard earlier on, that there is something powerful that happens when we meet Christ. And, uh, you know, we were talking, we've been talking about how we can be salt and light in every place where God puts us. And we've been talking about sharing our story with people. And we'll be talking about proclaiming what God has done for us. And I, 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 I want to start just with something that happened in my own life. Because you know what? I can relate to this guy that was uh, had to be carried to Christ. <clears throat> I can relate, but not in the way that you think. And uh, so I wanted to just tell you a little bit. Some of you know my stories. So that's cool. Be patient. But uh, but I wanted just to just look a little bit at how how each of us can relate to this guy who had to be carried to to Christ. I mean, now I I I was I grew up in a Christian environment, and on the surface everything looked looked great. All right, I went to church and I went to um, at school. I was doing well, and I was you know in terms of the community, I was. You know, everything was looking amazing. You know, as far as what what we measure things with, you know, in terms of you know leadership and and academics and sport and society and all of that stuff, that was all looking amazing. Um, but I was trapped in legalism, and I was bound by traditions and customs and culture. And it was a little bit complex because it was my mom's German side of my dad's African side and there was interesting dynamics there but it, I was trapped in this is the way our ancestors did it and this is the way we will do it I was trapped in that legalism of this is this is the tradition this is the custom this is the culture and this is what I knew was that was all I knew and um, so I, I had a desire to please God but I was bound and I could not get to Christ all right, like this guy was paralyzed. He couldn't physically get to Jesus, right? And I was bound by fear and sin and shame, and I was not able to go to Jesus. Are you with me? And um, so I can relate to this guy. And um, 
And many of us have stories like that. I mean, we, have, we were in a space where we were not getting there. We were not getting to Jesus. But, you know, what the amazing thing about the Bible is and about God is, and the Scripture is full of it, full of all these moments. And if you, go, if you have time, go and um, search the Scriptures where it says, crisis, 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 mulakate, chaos, and it says, but God. All right? preached about that, all the but God moments. So there, there was a but God moment, a bunch of them in my life. All of this stuff that I was unable to get to God, but God. I mean, but God put in my life a grandmother and an aunt that prayed for me every single day. Until she died, my grandma prayed for us every single day. And my parents were far from God. My dad was religious at that stage, in terms of not in a good way, in a bad way. He was more, you know, doing the things, but not uh, following Jesus. And, but my, my grand and my aunt prayed for us every single day. And... Um, I have two sisters, and all three of us were radically saved. And I believe the prayers of my aunt and my gran, and obviously a bunch of other people as well, but those I know about, had a massive impact on us. And they carried us to Jesus in their prayers. Amen? They carried us. Um, and we couldn't go there ourselves. We, we weren't going there ourselves, but they carried us. And they when, even when it was tough, they put us through the roof with their prayers. Amen. Um, and then I had a teacher. This is one of the, maybe we can think of one of the friends of being the people that prayed for me. And another one was the teacher, one or two teachers that imparted life to me, inspired me, pointed me to Christ. One of them said, just in, almost like in passing, that, that it's possible to have assurance of salvation before we meet Jesus. It's possible to know for absolutely sure that you have eternal life. And I was like, how is that possible? Because I was in fear and I was in trepidation. I was like, I hope for the best, but I, I don't know. I was bound in that place of fear and slavery. But he said it's possible to have assurance of salvation. And the way that he spoke and the way that he lived, I could see that something different about this person. And I want to encourage you, if you are um, an educator today, or a teacher, or if you work with people, or if you're a parent, for that matter, um, that you have, a, you have the most powerful opportunity to minister by just the way that you impart life through what you say. Don't underestimate your place of authority in the people that you are speaking to, and you are. Maybe it's not nothing to do with Christianity, what you are, what you are saying, but the way that you do, and the and the, the way that you can impart life beyond the facts that you are, that you are, uh, and are bringing across is really, really powerful. So that was another one, um, and then I had friends inviting me. They weren't preachers. They were not superhuman Christians. They were also my, roughly my age. 
and they were just inviting me more than once. It was very simple. It wasn't a big, complicated thing. Thinking about it now, they probably were praying for me as well, but they were inviting me. It's something so simple. But the invitation played a huge role in me coming to faith. The continued invitation. Amen? Are you with me? And then um, I had a youth leader that played a huge role in my life once I started to, once I had committed my life to Christ. And then when I came to Varsity, I had a neighbor, one of my guys staying with me in Res, who played a huge role also. And I want to ask if you can relate to any of this. Is, can, do you have people like this? When I'm talk, telling you my story now, I am absolutely sure that you're, you can think of somebody that has been praying for you. Amen? No, nobody. Okay, I'm praying for you. Don't worry about it. But, but think about, think for a moment, who, who was instrumental in, in you and your journey in coming to Christ? Because we all have those people that checked up on us, that invited us. This guy in res again and again. <laughs> this guy at school invited me numerous times to the youth group until I went and I had a massive encounter with Jesus. I mean, and the people that pray and pray and pray. My aunt is still praying every single day. Now her list is a bit longer because now we have kids that she's praying for as well. But we have people like these. I mean, and these are the people that carried us to Jesus because it was their faith, not our faith. Oh, yes, our faith came into play when we chose to follow Jesus, but there were parts where we needed somebody else's faith to carry us to that place. Amen? Are you with me this morning? Um, And I want us to, let's read this next, this one, this next scripture. It's from Matthew chapter 10. Jesus was sending out the disciples to go and minister. He says, go and announce to them that the kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, cast out demons, challenging stuff. And then he says, give as freely as you have received. I'm, I'm so challenged by this, but I'm also so encouraged. Because just as freely as I have had people carrying me to Jesus, I have now been, Jesus has invited me to say, give in that same way. Who can I carry? Amen? Who can I play that role? In whose life can I be that one that is praying without ceasing? In whose life can I be the one that is encouraging and imparting life? In whose life can I be the one that won't stop inviting. That doesn't get offended after the first time they can't come or they have some lame excuse. That doesn't get offended, but just keep on, keeps on inviting. In whose life can I be that person? Amen? Because you know what? I can agree with my sister that shared earlier. If Jesus has changed my life, 
And I wasn't a Satanist, and I wasn't, and I, but I know my destination was hell. <laughs> Amen? I don't know about you, maybe you're heading for some other place between hell and heaven. I don't know if there's a place there. But I was going to hell. That was my destination until I met Jesus Christ. And I, um, I'm indebted to those that carried me and that prayed for me. And uh, you know what? I have a desire to play that role in somebody else's life. Freely we have received. Freely, we are able to give, and I'm. Um, and now, I, now I realize. I realize we've been talking about challenging things, right? We've been talking about being salt and light. We've been talking about sharing what we believe. But I want to encourage you that you can start with very basic things. If you feel like right now you're not in a place where you can stand up like Reinhard Bonke used to do or Billy Graham and, st and stand up in front of a gazillion people. And preach with, shout the gospel out. If you feel you're not in that space right now, I'm, I'm with you. Okay? I understand that. Maybe we're not there. Or maybe you're not in a place where you can pray for a dead person yet. Okay? You're get, when are going to get there. Amen? You know what I'm talking about? When I'm, talking about I'm not saying for them to be saved. I'm saying to be raised from the dead. I don't want to um, get distracted now, but I had somebody like that phone me and my office in, in London. She phoned the office. She said her son has died um, and she once met us chauffeur people at a fair there in the Wimbledon Common and Wimbledon Park and she said she knows if anybody would come and pray for a dead person, the chauffeur people would. So she phoned me. So like, oh, why did I have to answer the phone today? You know? <laughs> Any case, we did go and pray and God did not raise him from the dead, but God did minister to that family. But so maybe you're not in that space yet to pray for dead people yet. I'm saying yet. All right. Maybe you're not yet at that place, but there are small steps. Amen. So if you're not yet ready for the for what seems to be the big steps, take the small steps. Amen. Okay, there's one there. All right, hallelujah. Take the small steps. Let's quickly read. Oh, time's almost there. Let's quickly read this one. John, John chapter 4. So John meets this woman at the well, right? I'm going to try and make it short. So she has a massive encounter with him. He has a word of knowledge. The Lord, Holy Spirit shows him something about her life. And she tells, she, he speaks about it, and she realizes, oh dear, this is not a normal person. This is God speaking to me. Something's happening. And then the woman said to him, verse 25, I know that the Messiah is coming. He, excuse me, he is called the Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. So he says, I'm the Messiah. Just then his disciples came, disciples came back and they marveled that he was talking with the woman. But no one said, what do you seek or why are you talking with her? So the woman left her water jar, which is why she came there, and went away into town and said to the people, come See a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? Did she preach? No, she did not preach. Did she teach at Bible school? No. Did she give a told testimony? No. She just said, I, I met somebody <laughs> that changed my life. And don't you want to come see? Because could this be the real thing? 
And that, that's an invitation, isn't it? It's simple. It's not hard. It's just saying, listen, I don't know all about this stuff, but I've met somebody that has changed me forever. And don't you want to come and see for yourself? And they went, out, um, they went out of town and were coming to him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples said to one another, Has anyone bought, brought him something to eat? And Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Do you not say that there are yet four months and then comes the harvest? Look, I tell you, lift up your eyes and see the fields are white for harvest. Just to pause there quickly. Maybe this is a word for somebody. If you're not feeling fulfilled in your workplace or in your community or wherever you find your life, then maybe this is for you. Then to, to engage with, with God, say, Lord, what is your will for me in this situation? Because that is what fulfills us. The, our food is to do His will, to accomplish His work. Amen. Many Samaritans from that town believed in Him because of the woman's testimony. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to Him, they asked Him to stay with them, and He stayed there two days. And many more believed because of His word. They said to the woman, It's no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves. And we know that this is indeed the Savior of the world. So yes, it started with a small, simple invitation. But then it changed to something really powerful. Because they said, let's go and check this out. And they came and they saw for themselves. And they believed for themselves. Similarly, that friend would not stop inviting me. And I said, okay, I will go. And I'll check this out. And I was transformed. Not because of what he said, but because I met Jesus in that place. Amen. So I want to I say, guys, if you're not ready for the big leaps that seems to be, if you're not yet there, that seems to be too big a jump for you, then start with the small steps. Who are you praying for right now? Who that, that needs Christ? Who are you carrying in prayers? If you're taking notes or if, even if you're not, Quickly take your phone and make some notes. I want you to write down two people that you work with or that you know from a work kind of environment. Write down two names. And, if, and then another two names of somebody in your community or a neighbor or somebody at your kid's school or somebody in your class or at your gym. Anyway, somebody that's... And think of two names just to start praying. Start carrying people in prayer because somebody did that for you. Amen. Freely you have received. Freely we have received. Freely we can give. So that's the first small step is to start to pray. And maybe that'll mean if you need to go to office or to your workplace a bit earlier and first just pray for the space. Say, Lord, yo, this place is not good. This is ungodly space. Or this is there's darkness in this place where I'm working. Remember we said last time, the light, the light that we are is not needed so much where there is already light. But the light that we are, being the light of the world, is needed where there is darkness. Amen? And so in that place where there is darkness, maybe that means go earlier and go and pray for that place. Consecrate it to God. 
take your small group with you if you need to. Amen. And then, so firstly, pray. Pray for those four people. Um, carry them to God in prayer. I told you about my friend that I prayed for for about 30 years. It doesn't have to be 30 years. I mean, he's radically saved now. Hallelujah. He got, he got filled with the Spirit just in his, in his own time with God. Nobody laying hands on him. Uh, so, you know, he's benefiting of many years of prayer. Praise Jesus. I mean, it doesn't have to take 30 years. Sometimes it takes a couple of minutes. But the point is we need to step out in faith. Amen. And then the second small step we can take is tell people. You don't have to make stuff up, like, all right? You can just tell them what God, Jesus has done in your life. You don't have to make, in, 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 embellish. You don't have to make it bigger than it is. Just tell them, listen, this, I had this issue last week, and you know, I prayed about it, and this is what God did. Or we had this thing at church, and I, I had this injury, and you know what? The guys prayed for me. I don't know how that happened, but I'm... I'm, I'm healed now. I don't explain it to you. I can't explain it to you except that it's in the Bible. But you can come and check it out for yourself. <laughs> okay. So that's more, you don't have to say lots of deep theological things. But when we start, and maybe if that's, if that's a big leap for you to tell a stranger or a colleague, start with your family. Just tell them, Jesus has done this in my life. Start with your spouse. Testify. Then go to your small group and tell them there. And then once you get a bit more uh, you you know got courage. Then come and speak. Come and share it in your small group or at church. But the point is, the more we get in a get into a habit of declaring and s saying what God has done. Are you with me? There's power in that. And then with that is the invitation to say, guys, I don't know. I don't have all the answers. I don't have a theological degree, but I know. When we gather together with believers, whether it be small group or here or whichever context, Jesus is present. Something is different. Amen? And whenever I go and I gather with these people, I get changed because Jesus is present there. So we don't have a perfect church, right? I don't think there is something like that. We've got lots of stuff we can, we can improve on. Hallelujah. But I, guys, I'm so blessed because when we gather, whether it be a small gathering or a large gathering, whether it be me and Henry Basil going for a cycle, then Jesus is there. And we get encouraged. And stuff changes. Amen? So I have a boldness to say, I don't have all that stuff. I don't know about everything. But I know when we gather, something happens. And I want you to come in and experience something of that as well. Amen? So let's start with the small steps. These steps we can all start with tomorrow morning. Actually, look, let me not let not put you in a box. You can start with them when you walk out of this place. But I want to encourage us start with the small steps. Amen. Let's agree with the word that says we are salt and light. Let's agree with the scripture that says freely we have received. Now freely we can give. Let's stand this morning. So if, you, if you're there, if you're not yet, if you're not yet ready to start your own evangelistic YouTube channel or something, or if you're not yet ready, <laughs> but you will get there, 
But if you're not yet you're ready to preach whatever big step you feel is too big, then I want to encourage you just to bring your heart before the Lord right now. Say, Lord, I, th- I thank you for those that have carried me. And I ask that I can be that same person for somebody else. That I can carry somebody in prayer. That I can invite somebody. That I can share what God has done in my life. Um, I can start with the small steps. Let's close our eyes this morning. Hallelujah. Father, we're so thankful for your presence here, Lord. Lord, this, uh, even if we were to meet under a tree, that where two or more of us come together, that you are with us in the midst of us. And right now, we thank you for that you are here. We thank you for the words that were shared earlier. We thank you for the way that you ministered to us throughout, Lord. We give you all the glory. We thank you for testimonies of your grace and your glory and your presence and your love. Testimonies, Lord, of your goodness that brought, brings us to repentance, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that each of us here that our believers know that you've brought us from darkness into your light, Lord. Each of us know that we were heading only one way. We were heading for destruction. We were heading for eternal separation from you. But you made a way for us through the blood of Jesus. And I believe if while every eye is closed, if you are here this morning and you have not yet have that you not do not yet have that assurance knowing for absolute sure that you have eternal life if you're not yet in that place where you have a relationship with God and and you have a desire in your heart to know him and you have a desire in your heart to have peace with God and to be absolutely sure of your eternal destiny and it would be my absolute pleasure and privilege to pray with you this morning. So while every eye is closed, if you in that space this morning, if you, and you would want to make that decision to lay down your life before the King of Kings, to give up your rights, but to, and to take up your cross, that means to say, Lord, your will, not my will, and to... If you're in a space where you're ready to repent of your sin, to turn away from a life that's not godly, and to turn towards Him, to choose to follow Him, then I would like you to raise your hand, because it would be my privilege just to pray with you this morning. Is there anybody like that this morning? (coughs) Maybe you have been close to God, but right now you know you are far from Him. And you want to draw near to him again. Is there anybody like that? Thank you, Father. So, Father, we bring our hearts before you this morning. Each of us have a story of someone that carried us, Lord. Each of us have a story of somebody that invited us. And I ask in the name of Jesus that you'd stir in us this morning an urgency, Lord, that we would... Give as freely as we have received, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I pray that you stir in us a a passion to pray for those names that you have laid on our hearts. 
God, that you give us a desire and an urgency to see them come to Christ, Lord. Give us a fresh urgency, Lord. Fill us afresh with your spirit. Fill us afresh with your love. That we would have compassion on those around us that need you so desperately, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Give us a new boldness, Lord, to pray those prayers of faith, Lord, that we would carry them in, in our faith, that we would carry them in our prayers, Lord. Give us a fresh boldness, Lord, to, to testify, just to share, Lord, this is what you have done in my life. And then, Lord, give us grace to take that step of saying, don't you want to come and see for yourself? Don't you want to join us at our small group, Briar, or at our social, or wherever, or at Bible school, or encounter, Lord, that give us the boldness to, to make that invitation, Knowing, Lord, that I'm not going to change anybody, but I know that Jesus Christ is willing and able to change every single soul. He has the power to save. I don't have, but He has the power to save. He has the power to heal, and He does. Thank you, Lord, for boldness again to make that invitation to say, come and see for yourself. Come and see this Jesus who has turned my life upside down. In the name of Jesus. We bind fear of man in their hearts right now. In the name of Jesus. We bind everything that, that would keep us busy or occupied with others' nonsense. In the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, that you stir in our hearts in the same way that Jesus was moved with compassion when he looked on the multitudes. That you would move us with compassion as we go into the multitudes of our workplace, of our community, of our places where we have do sport and hobbies, Lord, that you would move us with compassion to see people are so lost, God, in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for a boldness to be that salt and light that you have called us to be in the name of Jesus. Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Christian Church. We believe that you enjoyed your time with us, establishing God's kingdom and His glory in your life. For more info, call us on 012-362-1363. Email us, pretoria at shofaronline.org. Browse our website, www.shofaronline.org. Or like us on facebook.com forward slash shofarpretoria.